This week, I've had the privilege of, of spending a few days with Pastor Kevin Ortiz, all the way from uh, Texas, and I'd like him to come forward. He's going to come minister the word today, uh, wonderfully anointed man of God, and uh, I know you're going to be tremendously blessed. Uh, God used him, uh, particularly in the area of healing. He's got a wonderful church in Harlingen in Texas on the Mexico border. Amen. So uh, he's going to come minister the word. Could you just show your appreciation to him today? Amen. Bless you. Praise the Lord. I love you. I love you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I've been here since about 9.30 this, this morning, and that was the first hug I got all day. Thank you, Pastor John. Praise God. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not used to coming to church without a bunch of hugs. Praise God. I grew up in the time where it wasn't just a hug. It was a holy kiss as well. Yeah, you know, and, and my, my friends in, in Texas, they... They left with me a bunch of marks, amen, but praise God. The Lord is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm so happy to be here. Let me just say something about Pastor John. I, I, we just met this past week. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, thank you. The middle of my, I'm sorry. Sorry. They told me two times and I forgot. Well, we just met and it was, it was, uh, just I see the passion of God upon his life. He's so full of the word of God. You are in a blessed church under a blessed pastor. Amen. I thank God for you, Pastor. Pastor John, awesome man of God. We just, you know, we just, the first thing he, he did was let's go for a walk. And we never stopped walking. <laughs> we, we walked all over uh, downtown uh, city, uh, Dublin and then he took me to the cliffs and he started we, we never stopped walking amen so uh, we got very tired but praise God may the Lord allow us to walk many places together in Jesus name amen praise God hallelujah normally I spend about 70 days of the year in four nations the Lord sent me all over the world and you know for the past couple of years I haven't been able to go to many nations this is a, my second uh, crusade being outside of the United States. I, I just actually came from, I was, last week I was preaching in London, and earlier in the year I was preaching in uh, Mombasa, Kenya. Uh, so when I, I you know, kind of sad because, you know, I, I'm used to going to different nations to preach the gospel. I got many friends and brothers, and we've seen so many incredible things that the Lord has done in many different nations. So, you know, I want to go to different nations because that's what the Lord told me. He said, go, and I haven't stopped going. Um, but, you know, I can't go to all the nations this year, but the Lord sent me to All Nations Church in Dublin. And so I'm excited to be here to see my brothers and sisters from Nigeria, from friends from South Africa and Portugal and all the other nations. I'm very honored to be here. Very honored. I pastor a church called Faith Pleases God Church. We are on the border of Texas. And uh, whenever you hear about the immigration coming into the United States, that's actually my land. You either hear that or you also hear about Elon Musk building a, a spaceship to go to Mars. That's also where I'm at. That's where, I'm, where I live. Um, it's just, just a coincidence. But uh, I thank God for today. We're going to have a good time in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just say a couple of things before I get into what the Lord's put on my heart. Um, do not lose your joy. 
the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's found in his presence. I don't care what happens in this world. Overwhelming victory is yours. It does not change that God loves you, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again and you rose again with him as well, and that your name is written in heaven. It doesn't matter who comes against you. No, it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. You still are the majority. There are more for you than against you. Amen. You have angels that are on your side, amen. You have, you have a word full of promises that you can hold on to and you can declare in your time of trouble, amen. There's always goodness and mercy that will follow you wherever you go, amen. So don't lose your joy, amen. Tell your neighbor, don't lose your joy. And look at the other neighbor and say, ha, ha, ha. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think God is worried? He's laughing. It's time for us to laugh as well. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good. Today I, I want to share a word and uh, want to minister as well. So if you need a miracle, there's something going on in your body, something going on in your life that only God can deal with, I want you to begin to put your faith out there that today's your day in Jesus' name. Whatever is happening, whatever pains, whatever struggles, whatever things been going on in your life, today it must end in the name of Jesus. Today, the power of God shall be your answer in Jesus' mighty name. Now, you could be like, every, like someone saying, you know, well, you know, that might be for somebody. Or, or maybe you might try to have this false uh, humility. Well, you know, if God wants to do it, okay. No, you have to take your miracle in Jesus' name. You have to take your miracle. The woman with the issue of blood, for many years she suffered, she suffered, she suffered. She heard of all the testimonies of how, how Jesus healed. And then she heard that Jesus was coming by. So she said to herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She didn't wait for, for someone to call her forward. She didn't wait for a proper service. No, she said, I'm going to press in and touch his garment and take my miracle. Today, I... I encourage you take your miracle the bible says that she touched him and she was immediately healed amen hallelujah don't let jesus pass you by today have faith that big things are going to happen in jesus name and you might say well, well who is this guy i'm just kevin amen you didn't come for kevin but there's a greater one that's living on the inside of me and he wants to flow and touch you and minister to you. I believe today that the gifts of the Spirit are going to begin to come in Jesus' name. Gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, gifts of, of, of words of wisdom and knowledge, gifts of discernment of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says that the gifts of the Spirit manifest. Everybody say manifest. That means they could be seen, they could be felt, they could be shown. The gifts of the Spirit manifest for the for the prophet of all. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to heal you today. Amen. Hallelujah. Will you let Jesus heal you today? Praise God. Let's go and begin in some, some word. And I want to, today, uh, I'm going to share a lot about my testimony. And I believe that God is going to touch us today. Open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Beginning verse 1, and I, brethren, when I came to you, 
did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Everybody say power. That your faith, should, your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Jesus does not make sense. Two plus two does not equal four in the kingdom of heaven. God knows how to do things that no man can do. He defies the, the, the realm of the flesh. When, when man says that this person cannot walk, one touch from the master can make that person walk again. Whatever's been broken can be restored in the name of Jesus. Things that, that seem to be impossible, with God all things are possible. That's why us as believers, we are not supposed to live like the rest of the world where they only operate according to what they, they see and feel and, and sense. They operate on the knowledge and the wisdom of man but our faith is not in the wisdom of man our faith is in the power of God the power of God could do great and mighty things there's nothing impossible with God and when a, a man or a woman of faith rises up and grabs a hold of the power of God that means that impossible that, that that power that could do the impossible can now happen through your life you could begin to do the impossible God anoints his men, his, anoints his women so that they can stand in any place and bring the kingdom of heaven there and heal that land, restore that land, and declare the way of the Lord. If there's any gospel, if there's any faith that, that, that relies on the power of God, it's Christianity. If your faith has no power, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it all by yourself all by yourself, but that's not the, the, the kingdom of heaven, and that's not the way of God. If you wanted to limit your faith to what you can understand in, in the realm of the senses, then you are missing out on the true Christian life. When I gave my life to God, an evasion took place. The Holy Spirit invaded my heart. He lives on the inside of me. He dwells on the inside of me. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Many people are saying, I'm waiting for a move of God. No, I have a move of God. I'm showing up. Wherever I go, there's going to be a move of God. Today, there's going to be a move of God today in Jesus' name. Because I didn't come by myself. I came with, with the Holy Ghost, the greater one, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives and dwells inside of me. And so because my faith is not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, with God all things are possible. Anything can happen today. If you are sick, you can be healed. If you're looking for direction, a word of wisdom could come upon your life, and you will know your future. Amen? I grew up, I, I like to talk about my, my, my faith and my heritage, my family. My father was a great, great man of God, known all over the world. I, I was a, a TV producer for him. I started when I was like 14 years old. So I would do all the television, editing, cameras, all that stuff. 
And uh, they would, when I grew up, my father would ask me, Kevin, will you preach? And I said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not a preacher, no way, I, I won't preach. And, and he said, come on, Kevin, you can preach, you can preach. And my father's really good at, at convincing, you know, he's a good father. And so finally he convinced me, he said, you know, listen, a few weeks, uh, there'll be a service, a small service, only 300 people there. And, uh, you know, a month from now, you could preach at that one, just prepare yourself. So I figured, you know what, I could prepare a month and come up here and, and, and share something. So for a month, I prepared, I read the scriptures, I, you know, I, I was getting, I had like five pages full of notes ready to preach. And when I went up there, I began to, I was supposed to preach for 45 minutes, and I said everything in less than 10. <laughs> I looked at the people, and I'm thinking, I told them, I'm done. <laughs> I'm finished. And, and, and uh, I walked off, and I said to God, I will never do that again. I'm not a preacher. That's for my father. My father's a preacher. My father was a really great man. The Lord used him mightily all over the world. He built TV stations and networks that are still preaching the gospel today. And when he passed away, thousands of people came to the funeral. And I, I was there in the, in the funeral home, and my father was in the casket. And it wasn't, I wasn't sad because my father, you know, died. I was sad because I began to look at the people and recognize that there was not that man of God that could pray and things would happen. Because I knew that my father, if he prayed, something great was going to happen. When I was really young, I wanted to play American football. I was about six years old, and I used to play with the older kids, and they would never let me get into the game and play. I wanted to wear the big helmet and the shoulder pads and all that stuff, you know. And, and finally, I, I was able to play that game. And so my first game, they tackled me, and I felt a pain on my leg, and, and I couldn't get up. And the coach came out and looked at me and said, and, and he said, Kevin, don't move. I think your leg is broken. My parents came out to the field. And when I saw my dad, I saw my way out. Because I didn't care about the broken leg. I just wanted to play. So I yelled at my dad. I said, Dad, pray. My dad was kind of shocked. But he, he knelt down and he prayed. And as soon as he said amen, I jumped up on my feet. I banged my leg three times and I ran back into the game completely healed. My father told my mother, he said, he said, I did not heal him. He took his miracle. That was his faith that, that did it. But my father was a man that, that people could come from around the world, and they would come just, just so that he could lay hands upon them, and they, they'd be blessed and healed, and they'd receive an answer. So when my dad died, there was this void. I began to look at the whole community. I was thinking, who's the great man of God that could pray and minister and that people can hear the way of the Lord? And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and said, you be that. And I had this desire to, to share the love of God. And next thing you know, my, my words began to change. Before, I didn't, didn't want to preach or, or share the gospel with anybody. But I found myself, even in the store, that I could not miss out on the opportunity just to speak to the girl that was working the register and introduce her to Jesus. I began to pursue God. God began to open up doors, and next thing I know, I found myself in Florida serving under another ministry, and while I was there, 
I was going to Bible school. And in Bible school, you know, they had this entrance, this, um, this little application, and, and it asked this, it, it had this specific question. It said, are you born again? And I wrote, yes. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? And I was, I, I, I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. I couldn't pray in tongues. And I felt kind of ashamed of it. Because here I am, Kevin Ortiz, son of the great man of God, Carlos Ortiz. And I didn't want to write no because then everybody would know that I wasn't like my father. I, day after day, I kept on pushing aside. And, and finally, the school asked me, they said, listen, you need to turn in the application tomorrow. I was stuck. I didn't, you know, because it's a Bible school application. And even though I wanted to write yes, but I knew I was not baptized with the Holy Ghost with David speaking tongues, I figured you don't want to lie on your Bible school application. <laughs> That's not a way to start off in ministry. So I'm stuck, and I didn't know what to do. And I did what every strong Puerto Rican man, I'm Puerto Rican, what every strong Puerto Rican man would do in a time of crisis. I called my mom. <laughs> I said, Mom. I'm, I'm, I'm alone in my hotel room. My mom, I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost. I can't speak in tongues, and I need, a, I need to answer this for this application. And my mother, she's a woman of faith. She said, Kevin, you've been touched by the Holy Ghost so much. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You just need to step out in faith to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, I knew faith. I was taught by faith. I, I was taught faith, you know. Faith doesn't just hear. Faith does, amen? You know, you could talk a big game, but if you're not doing it, then you're really not a man of faith or a woman of faith. And so when I hung up, I, I had a conversation with God. I said, God, my mother says I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And I know you listen to her. So by faith, I am filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and I will pray in the Spirit. So I began to make up words, because that's what it sounded like. Ba-ba, do-do, dee-dee, da-da. Untie my bow tie, who stole my humbug? Ba-ba, do-do, dee-dee, da-da, da-da. But as I was making up words, you know, what I love about the Lord is, as soon as you step out, he helps you. How many of you know that's true, that the Holy Ghost will help you? Yeah. And so I stepped out, ba-ba, do-do, dee-dee. I knew I'm making up words. But in the middle of me making up words, da-da, do-do, shodobokoto. Oh. <laughs> that was different. It didn't come from here. It came from here. Shodobokoto. Oh. <laughs> I could do it. And I, I began, can I do this loud? Wow, I could do it loud. Can I do it soft? Now you have to understand, I grew up with a stutter. And I always wanted to be a rapper. When I was baptized with the Holy Ghost, I was rapping in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
I mean, I just, a whole night, I'm praying in tongues. I'm like, yes, I got the Holy Ghost on my life. When I was serving in the television ministry for my father, one night, I was working late editing videos, and there was, a, there was a master control that was handling the television broadcast, and the operator came and knocked on my door. He said, Kevin, there's a man outside. He says he has a devil. He wants you to cast it out. I looked at the door and made sure it was locked. <laughs> I said, tell him to come back on Sunday when Pastor Carlos is here. But after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, where is that devil? I am ready for him. Anybody talk about any problem? I knew that there was a power that was upon me that would answer their, their need because it's the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit comes in you and invades your heart when you get saved. Amen. How many of you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you? Amen. That's why it's important that you take care of your body because it's, it's his house. Amen. But then the Holy Spirit comes upon you and anoints you with power. And that's for the preaching of the gospel. If I stuck my hand in honey and I shook your hand, the honey that was on me is now on you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he puts his power upon you so that wherever you go, the Holy Ghost on you comes upon them as well. That's why if someone is hurting, the Bible says that Jesus went about seeking to destroy the works of the devil. The Spirit of God is still seeking to destroy the works of the devil, but he does that through you and me. You show up in a dark place and the light begins to shine. You show up in a place where there's sickness and healing begins to flow. You show up in a place where there's fear and faith and victory begins to rise. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But it's not you. It's the power that's in you and on you. Our faith is not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. You could have, you could be a very eloquent speaker. You can have all the degrees of a thermometer, but none of that matters. Do, are you anointed with the Holy Ghost? Are you anointed with the Holy Ghost? There are many people that, 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 that walked around the very wise, very intellectual, but they came running to Jesus because Jesus had the power to heal them. This world is hurting. This world is lost, but they will run to Jesus when the people of God start allowing Jesus to shine forth. Shine bright through them. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That doesn't mean that the, that the kingdom is, is being hurt or being destroyed. It means that the people, the moment that they seek Jesus, they let go of everything and they run to the kingdom of God. They press into the kingdom of God. They give up everything to enter in. What causes a man to walk away from drugs, addictions, and, and, and all the perversion of life, to live the life of righteousness and holiness? It's the love of God that has, that has touched them. They found the kingdom. They stormed the gates, and they, they, they bought the land. Amen. Hallelujah. The world is, is waiting for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. The world is waiting for you to bring the power of God. And people say, well, pastor, how do I do this? By faith. 
by faith. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not like you. I'm not like the other people. I'm not like this. You are you. Amen? But it's the greater one on the inside of you that the world is looking for, that the world needs. Amen? Hallelujah. I, uh, I was ministering in a, a small city in the state of Iowa. One of the men from my church moved up there for work, and um, they told them about my ministry, about what God would do through me in my life. And so they invited me. When I got to the place, it was packed. There was a house packed of people. They had gone to the hospital, and they had brought all their friends that were sick. There was about 10 people in wheelchairs, and many people had all different types of ailments in a, in a house, about 120 people there. First time I've ever been in Iowa. I go up there and I say, hello, how are you doing? And on the second row, there was a woman sitting, and the Lord said, her. And I saw the hand of God on her. I looked at her and I said, can I pray for you? She said, I I'm not ready. I said, the hand of God's upon you right now. God wants to heal you. Come. I didn't know what her problem was. She grabbed a walker, and she began to come to the front. I didn't know any of this. She looked like just a, someone that was just sitting, normal. But when she came to the front, I asked her what's going on, and she said, I just had brain surgery, and I haven't been able to rec recover. I put my hand upon her head, and as I did, I said, in the name of Jesus, the power of God began to hit her, and she began to shout and shout, and then she lifted up the walker over her head, and she shouted, I feel strong. The entire place, all the people began to come and rush me. I had only been speaking about five minutes at that time. They began to grab a hold of me. I want to be healed. I want to be healed. I want to be healed. I said, this man is going crippled, but today the Lord is going to heal him. And I'm thinking, oh, man, the Lord, you better do something. And I remember the way my father would minister to those that were hurting. Many times when they had messed up backs and pains, a lot of times some of their legs might be shorter, arms might be shorter, and he would pray and they would grow out. So I had him sit down like my father used to minister to him. And, and I had him sit down and I said, look, I'm going to hold up your, your legs. And as I lifted them up, one leg was about three inches shorter than the other. And everybody's gathered around watching this thing. And I looked at my, my, my friend, I said, listen, you don't use your faith, I'm going to use mine. And as, I, and as I began to pray, the right leg that was short began to come out. His eyes got big. My eyes got big. We're seeing a miracle take place. It came out and came out, and then it kept going and kept going. And it actually got longer than the other leg. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus. But I remember that would happen sometimes when my father would pray. I told him, don't worry. Don't worry. But first I was thinking, oh, no, I broke him. <laughs> then I began to pray. I command the left leg to come out to the same size as the right. And then the shorter leg came out until it was perfectly even. And I said, stand up and check your back. And when he stood up, all the pain had left him. This happened over 20 years ago, and the, today the man still is in the construction industry completely healed in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Everything is faith. Our victory in God is through faith. I believe God's word. I trust God's word. I might not be feeling it. I might not be seeing it. But I believe it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. So I step out and I do. Do you think that when Jesus called Peter out of the boat and Peter cried out, you know, Jesus, can I come? And Jesus said, come. Do you think Peter was having a Holy Ghost moment at that time? You think he had sung songs and was feeling the presence of God and that when he walked out of the boat, boat he was just like. <laughs> no, he was in the middle of a waves being tossed and, and the storms, and, but he walked on the water as long as he put his eyes upon Jesus. You have to keep your eyes upon Jesus. The moment that you put your eyes upon yourself and your abilities, you fail. But if you completely surrender to God and his word, and trust in him and believe in him, great and mighty things will take place. Our faith is not in the strength of ourselves. Our strength is not in the wisdom that we might have. None of that means anything. We lay it all down at the master's feet. Our strength is in the power of God. Our faith is in the power of God. Amen. Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go one last scripture. And I want to pray for you today. Praise God. Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I want to tell you, today is the, the day of the Lord, the year of the Lord. We are accepted in God, amen? Hallelujah. For, for several years, I guess since 2000, I've been thinking that we're, at, we're, we're towards the end. This is over. You know, the, the world is wrapping up. The time is wrapping up. And, and I began to fully just surrender everything to God. Like, come now, Lord. Come now, Lord. I made sure I let, I, I let everybody that I knew to Christ. I called them. I prayed for them. I ministered to them. I, the thing is, I loved them so much that I would not let them go to hell. I made sure to be a person that would be an influence in their life to speak the love of God so they had an opportunity to give their life to Jesus Christ. Over the past couple of years, as, as we've gone through this, this thing with the whole world, many Christians have, have said, you know what? Come now, Lord Jesus. And we've been staying home and not praying and ministering to one another. Just come now, Lord Jesus. I'm ready for heaven. I'm ready, you know, Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. But God did not call us and save us to stay at home isolated without making a difference in this land. He anoints us with his Holy Ghost power so that we can use that Holy Ghost power to destroy the works of the devil. Sickness is a work of the devil. Poverty is a work of the devil. Fear is a work of the devil. Anger is a work of the devil. And there is a power that's upon your life through the Holy Ghost that will break those chains and set that person completely free. 
How long is we as we as a church are going to allow people to run to the world and get addicted from one drug to another drug that does not answer their problem but just gives them a, a moment to forget themselves? That's all you do when you get involved, when someone gets involved with, with, from drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. They're trying to forget themselves because they don't want to live. They want to die because they don't like what they are. Even if they have everything going on inside of them, they're dying. I say, die to who you are, but live for God. Give them the solution, Jesus Christ. It's no longer about the problem. It's about the Savior. If we will preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, if we would tell people about the love of God, not only will they get saved, they'll get delivered, they'll get freed, and this land will change for the glory of God. Speaking to Pastor John, he told me something that I've been just thinking about and praying about for a while. He told me of all the lands, there's been great moves of God, revivals that have taken place, but not Ireland. I think it's time for a revival in Ireland. And this revival is not going to be because one preacher or one minister. This revival is when the people of God begin to declare the glory of the Lord in the land. Amen. I pray a spirit of revival, not just over this church, but over this land in Jesus' name. I pray for a holy boldness to come upon the men and the women of God, that you'll no longer be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you'll recognize that it is the power, and you will present it to everyone that is hurting. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord is going to give you souls. The Lord is going to give you a mighty move of God, that books will be written about what the Lord is going to do in this land in Jesus' name. And because this, this church is all nations, may it flow from this church to the nations in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Say this to the Lord. Lord, use me. Fill me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, give me boldness to preach the word of God and to present Jesus Christ the hope of all men. Thank you, Lord. Not just with words, but with power. Let miracles flow through my hands. Devils come out at the mention of your name. I thank you, Lord, for using me to release revi revival in Ireland. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you believe that, give God a loud praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God louder praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.